thank you so much for jumping in here, uh, taking part in our Christian Life online service right now. We have really have something special in store for you. I am so excited to, uh, to get to share right now with my wife. We're both sharing this morning, but again, I just wanna welcome you. We're so glad you're with us. You know, we talk all the time about how we're a family. We want to connect with you. We would love to connect you in to our church family. So we actually started something new. We uh, talked about this last week, but down in the links after our service, we've got a link that will take you straight to our new Facebook group. So we have our church Facebook page, which will give you all kinds of announcements, but we've got a special Facebook group just for our church family. We would love to get you in there so we can go back and forth, have some amazing conversations, build relationships there, share prayer requests, all kinds of stuff. We are family. We want to welcome you into the family. So click on that link after our service, jump into that CLC family group. You can comment uh, down below, uh, down below if you're here on Facebook, YouTube, if you're listening to our podcast, we want to connect with you. So. At this point, I have one more announcement before we jump into our message. For those of you that live here in our community and you're wanting to take advantage of this, next Sunday, we're actually going to be launching an outside service. It's gonna be amazing. We've got more details that'll be coming this week. You'll be hearing a little, whole lot more about it, but we're launching our outside service this Sunday. So, at this point, I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to myself and my wife as we uh, bring the word uh, to you this morning. I hope that you grab onto it. I hope that this is a moment that you take seriously, that you uh, allow yourself to be real and genuine, and uh, let's grow together right now. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I am, uh, my name is Brandon, this is obviously my wife here, and as you can tell, we finally have proof that she is mean to me. Last <laughs> night, I asked for burritos and she punched that me in the face. That is not true. Totally at just kidding. All. That's not what happened, but it's fun. She told a she told a guy when she went to the doctor this week to get it checked out. There's an old man standing outside. And he said, "Well, what did he do?" And she told him that I snored in her ear. No, in so my she, face. Oh, that, so she punched. That him. is true. That's. But I didn't punch him. I mean, I thought of it. Proof is right there, guys. You can't miss this thing. All right. I've been calling her Gimpy. It's awesome. Anyways, we I've are... I've only had it on for an hour, and he said it, like, several times. Hey, I've got to take every chance that annoying. I get. We are just getting ready to start a new series. Again, we're grateful that you're tuning in with us. We really think that, uh, that we're going to have a, a wonderful time yeah. this month as we talk about, um, you know, and begin this series... And we're calling Real Talk. It's kind of an intense title, but we're calling it Real Talk because we're talking about real questions that we, that all, we all have. We all face, yes. We want to have real conversations yeah. about real questions we have. Yeah. These are questions that I don't care who you are, you know, whether you've grown up in church, you've never stepped foot inside mm-hmm. church. These are questions that at some point in time, and more than likely now, more than ever before, you know, Normally, we would be so busy going from one place to another, dropping kids off here, whatever. But in this time, we've kind of, many of us, we've been forced to slow down. Yeah. And we've been really forced, uh, because we're just not as busy as normal, to think 
and, and reflect, I, yeah. And I believe that these questions have probably been coming back and hitting us, you know, and so we think this is an on-time thing. We really hope that, that you are, you know, that God speaks to you during this time. Yes. But, you know, we're going to be looking at questions like what we're talking about today. Yeah. You know, do I really believe, do I really believe that God is real? You know, and it's just, uh, this is really, you know, is God really hearing me? What good can my life really have? I mean, these are the types of questions. These are just a couple that we're going to be talking about over this series. Yeah. You know, I, part of my story is that I grew up in the church, you know, I was always there since I was growing up, since I was a baby. You know, we, we practically lived at church there's that old phrase, you know, oh, you were a pew sleeper. We slept on pews. That was me. I was always there. I knew all the stories. I knew how you were supposed to act, you know, how you weren't supposed to act, what a Christian looked like, and what they did not look like, at least in my home. And, and so this was, you know, these were things that I had a part of my life. But there was a time where I was faced with many different trials, and it was kind of all at once. I feel like, you know, it's funny because... The enemy knows exactly when to strike strike at you, and he knows when you're weak, and he's going to get at you, right? There are those times where you just feel like, okay, when it rains, it pours. You guys have all heard that, and it is true. Well, there was a time in my life where I felt like I was being just attacked, and I was faced with this question, you know, do I really believe in God? You know, even though I had heard it all, even though I was raised up in it, there was a time, I mean, and I believe that there comes a time in everybody's life where you have to decide for yourself. Your, your mom can pray for you all she wants. Your grandma can pray for you all she wants. But there is a time and point in your life where you have to decide what you believe. Yeah. And I was faced with that kind of question. You know, I was, I remember I was going through so many different things and in, in this position that I was in, just, I was really angry, really discouraged, bitter, you know, there, you name it, everything that was out there, I was going through it and I was going through it at once. And in that time, I chose to believe that I was alone. I chose to believe that, you know what, this is just how life is. Life stinks and I better get used to it. And in that, in my bitterness, in my anger, I continued to make several wrong decisions. I mean, I was literally pushing everything that I had been taught, everything that I had heard out the window. I refused to believe that there was a God that loved me enough to save me. I refused to believe that he was there for me in all my struggles because for me, looking at my life, I at this point, I'm like, you know, I remember thinking this. There, There is no way that there is a God that, you know, would see me where I'm at. You know, I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone. I've made too many decisions that were just not okay. You know, really bad mistakes. My relationship with my parents was struggling. We were constantly, you know, just arguing back and forth. There was no more trust, you know, and there was brokenness in that. And then my brother at the time, you know, he moved out of the house. And my brother to me growing up was like, oh my gosh, we, he was like my hero, my everything. And so when that happened, it was, like I said, all at one time. It was very discouraging. You know, again, I felt like, okay, I'm just alone in this. Um, you know, relationships that I had fallen into previous, you know, during this time of brokenness, 
and were abusive in many different ways. And just so many things. I felt like I was in this pit and I couldn't get myself out. And in that, I, I remember a distinct moment where I questioned, again, that question came up again, was, do you believe in me? And, and it came so soft as a whisper, do you believe in me? And I reminded myself of that question. And in that moment of reminding myself, you know, questioning, I, I began to remember the faith that I used to have, the faith that I was taught to have. The stories that I used to hear about what God does for people, you know, in the Bible, how he healed this person and he sent this person out to talk to that person and their life was changed. You know, all of these stories after stories that were real, I knew about, but I had forgotten about them because of my circumstance, because I chose to let my, my position, let my trial, let my brokenness pull me away. And in that, I had forgotten that God was with me. And I had to decide, God, do I believe in you? Do I believe that you are big enough to save me? That you're, you're, you're bigger than my issues. You're bigger than my problems. You're bigger than my circumstance, my brokenness, my heaviness, all these things that I've been carrying, mistake after mistake after mistake. Do I believe that you are who you say you are? And, and that's when I chose to follow him again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a difficult question because, you know, I, we recognize we're talking to a wide group of people. We've got yeah. people that have been in church their whole life. Right. We've got people that have never been in church. We've got people that have been hurt in church. We've got, you know, anyone and everyone in between. And if you've got any kind of experience in church, a lot of times... We don't always do a great job of making room for people to ask questions like this. Yes. A lot of times, maybe even though we have our own questions, our own doubts, our own things that we're, you know, that we're working through, that we're thinking through, a lot of times when we, when we begin to hear someone talk about these questions, not just this question, these questions we're talking about this month in this Real Talk series, a lot of times, it, you know, one, if you're able and you're willing to, to actually have the courage to ask it, you know, a lot of times, you know, people don't necessarily respond well. Yeah. A lot of times we put off the, the church will put off the, you know, the atmosphere, the feeling that those types of questions aren't welcome here. Yeah. And that's part of why we're talking about this month is... Yeah. Every one of us, at some point in our life or another, whether you, you know, whether you relate to what my wife talked about, you, you totally understand story, yeah. having a down in the pits, you know, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. The cloud is following you, right? right. It's sunshine and unicorns for everyone else, but your <laughs> life, it's, you know, we've all had to. And many of us, we continue to struggle with an answer to these questions. Mm -hmm. Do I really believe that God is real? Do I really believe that God is who He says He is? Do I really believe that God is who the Bible says He is? Yeah. So what I want to do 
is I want to share a story from the Bible with you. And as I kind of tell this story, it's one that many of you are going to be familiar with. I mean, whether you've been in church or not, you're going to be familiar to, you know, to some point with this story. And it's the story of David and Goliath. And as we talk about this story, as I tell this story, I want you to put yourself in David's shoes. I want you to imagine what it would be like to be him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we go back into the story and it begins, and the story is found in 1 Samuel 17, if you'd like to read it for yourself, which I'd encourage you to do. Yes, it's a great but story. But it's, it's an awesome story. I mean, it's such a good story that it's been used for sports and everything else. I mean, it's, it's something that's been around and used forever. Yeah. But the story begins with probably a teenage boy mm-hmm. named David who's asked to go to the battlefield where his two older brothers are in the army. Yeah. His dad sends him on a mission to bring some groceries and to, He's you a little know, worried. He's like, in a, in a story, I like he says, you know, come back to reassure me. That they're <laughs> <Just> okay. <laughs> you know, like, make sure that your brothers aren't dead. Come on back. Yeah. I mean, the dad Typical even... Typical parent worrying about The dad this. even sends some cheese for his son's captain. They're like, hey, remember my boys. Remember what... Anyway, so crazy story and I'm going to do my best to summarize it with without leaving out important details but David goes to this battlefield and you've got the Philistines on one side of a mountain and you've got the Israelites on the other side of the mountain and there's a valley in between them mm-hmm. and long before David even gets there the Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 that a giant named Goliath yeah. and we're told in the Bible that he was over nine foot tall it's huge I mean that's that's a big boy, and uh, I don't like the size of his foot. <laughs> I, it, you probably are. Yeah. Anyways, it's not that I'm much taller, but we have this giant that's now standing in front of his of the Philistine army, and this was this happened quite often. Then, is you'd have a champion from one yeah. side stand up and say, "Hey, instead of both of our armies clashing and many of us dying, you send out one, and I will be here and I'll fight for my side, and whoever wins." Wins the battle and the losers will be the slaves of the other. You're right. This went on for days. Yeah. This went on for a long time that Goliath is standing there. He's challenging their, their manhood, right? <laughs> like, I've been standing here for this long and still none of you have the courage, none of you have the guts to fight me. To yeah. fight me. Yeah. And actually, the Bible goes and you know, there's no pulling of punches here when it tells the story. The Bible says the Israelite army, when when Goliath would stand up every day and make his challenge, the Israelite army would flee. They would run away, run back to their to their tent and hide, because they were so afraid of Goliath. Maybe they were afraid that King Saul would say, "Hey, you there, you go down and fight." Right? They were hiding. They were afraid he was going to eat them. David, well, you're nine <laughs> foot tall. You got to eat something. It's not like there's McDonald's back then to fill that big boy up. But David steps onto this battlefield. He does what his father asked him to do. And he sees Goliath making these challenges. He's cursing God, their God. He's cursing their army. You know, I mean, I we can only, uh, I've never been on a battlefield, but I can only imagine some of the taunting that would be going on. And David begins to ask questions. Yeah, and I like how this, if you read this from beginning to end, it's set up in a way where 
you know, it starts off with the dad. Hey, you know, he tells his son, go take this to your brothers. You know, I want to check on them, this and that, you know, come back. I guarantee this was not what David had in plan or in store He's for He's a shepherd day. boy. He's going right. to be watching the you sheep. Know, He's got a list of things. Okay, he's got a. You're making him sound all weird. (laughs) He's got a list of things that he had planned to do, but his dad, you know, he's a good son, so he's going to listen to his dad. Of course, his dad tells him, "Hey, I want you to go do this." And many times in our life, God will set things up, and He will allow situations to play out to where our faith is challenged. David had no idea that when he was going to get there, that he was going to be facing this massive man, okay, who wanted to kill him. his life would forever be altered. Exactly. His reputation would be forever altered by this one moment. I mean, if that was part, if he knew some sort, you know, you think maybe he would have stayed home. He'd be like psyching himself up, like, hey, this is going to be a good day. I was thinking, man, I wouldn't leave. Well, that's an option (laughs) also. But David makes his way to this battlefield. He begins to hear the taunts, the curses of this Philistine giant named Goliath, and he begins to ask questions. Why hasn't anyone gone out to fight him? What is going on? And his questions eventually make it back to the king, and the king gets a little excited, we can imagine, that, hey, somebody's Somebody's curious enough. (laughs) Hey, we got somebody, you know, maybe we got somebody. Step right up. (laughs) We got a job for you. And then David walks in the tent. Now you have to realize that at this point, David played the harp for King Saul. Yeah. They knew each other. They weren't best buddies, but, but Saul knew of David. And now Saul sees David stepping into his tent. So hold, hold on, you're not what I expected. <laughs> I expected a warrior and you're a little boy. Right. Walking in with your shepherd staff, like, what are you going to do? And there's a, you know, I love David's boldness. He says this in 1 Samuel 17, verse 32. He says, don't worry about a thing, David told Saul. I'll go fight this Philistine. Don't worry about a thing. I'll go fight it. You know, and then... We see the story kind of develop oddly. They go back and forth. And at first, Saul doesn't want to allow David to go out. And and then Saul realizes quickly, hey, there's nobody else that's standing in line to fight this guy. Yeah. He seems very sure of himself. So then he, well, if I can't convince him not to go, then I'll just arm him, right? Because you've got Goliath who's standing there. He would have had the state of the art you know, armor, mm-hmm. uh, shield, spears, I mean, all of this stuff would have been like right. top-notch of the day. Yeah. And you've got David with his cloak, his little shepherd's pouch, right? He had a first-gen fanny pack <laughs> and, and a shepherd's staff yeah. and a sling. Yeah. So Saul puts his armor on him, and David says, hey... I can't do this, right? Saul attempts to, to make David something that David wasn't. Right. David says, no, this isn't me. And, and he ends up getting permission to go down to the battlefield. He takes the armor off and he begins to walk down and yeah. walks down to a stream and picks up a couple rocks. And this is what I want us to really think about. At some point in this story, 
David had to have been asking himself, do I really want to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I really believe, right? Let's bring it on to our topic for today. Do I really believe that God is real? He's been taunting my God. He's been mocking my God. Do I really believe that God has put me here now Mm -hmm. for this moment? Obviously, David had an answer to that question. And that answer that he had, that drove his decision-making. The end of the story, again, I'm sure you're familiar with this. David walks down onto the battlefield. And whether that question went through his mind when, you know, in the prep stuff, when he's asking the questions, when he's talking to Saul, or when he's walking down to the battlefield, I don't know about you, I walk onto the battlefield and I'm now face to face with a nine foot giant. And all I've got is a shepherd's staff and a sling and a couple rocks I just picked up out of that creek. I'd be a little scared. The giant begins to taunt David, says, what am I, a dog that you come at me with a stick? And at that point, David runs towards Goliath, puts a rock in his sling, lets it go. The rock goes between Goliath's eyeballs, drops on the ground. David, this is my, our, our two boys, this is their favorite part yeah. of the story. Then David goes and gets Goliath's own sword and chops Goliath's head off with his own sword. And then he begins to carry the head around, which right. is kind of a, that's how you know that David really was a teenage boy because he did, he's not going to let, let go of his trophy. He keeps carrying it around. Yeah. So, again, this question of do I really believe? David had his answer. Yeah. And his actions backed up his answer. Yeah. So we're taught to give answers like that. Mm-hmm. When, you know, when, if, I were, if we were having a face-to-face conversation and I were to be asking you questions, we're taught to be able to give an answer on the spot without even thinking about it. Most times it's, it's just second, you know, it just, second nature. It just, boom, it comes out of our mouth. Right. The danger of this is, though, sometimes that second, you know, without even giving it a second thought, that answer doesn't match up with our life. I'll, I'll word it differently. The decisions we make, the life that we live, tells a different story than the truth that comes out of our mouth. This is the question that we all ask ourselves. Do we really believe that God is real? And does your life and your story show that, give evidence to that? You know, when we read this, we see that David believed that God was real. That God was bigger than his problems and that God was able and going to take him through this to succeed. Because here's the other thing. When we really believe, when we really have a, again, talking real talk here, when we have a real answer to this very, very real question, our lives will be forever altered. Mm -hmm. When we have a real answer to this very real question, the decisions we make, 
the day in, day out choices we make mm -hmm. will be different because of that answer. Yeah. For David, his life was never the same. Yeah. Actually, from this point forward, God began, you know, this, this is what really got the, the ball rolling for the plan that God had for his life. This is when people knew who the eventual King David was. Right. We have to have answers to these questions. And here's the deal. I can't tell you what to believe. Yeah. I can tell you what I believe and why I believe it. My wife can share the same thing with you, which she will in a moment. But I want to take a moment and I want to ask you this same question. But I want to go a step further than, do you really believe? Because if you've been in church for any amount of time, you're going to say, oh yeah, of course I believe. But I'm going to challenge you on this. Do the choices that you make, does your day in, day out decisions prove the words that are coming out of your mouth? It's a hard question. Yeah. My prayer for you my prayer for me is that every day that answer, what I believe, what I, what I know to be true, that my decisions, that my faith, that my actions would prove what I believe to be true. I know that, you know, there are some of you that are you're struggling right now as you're hearing that you're right away. Maybe you're saying, I don't believe I have not made that decision. You know, you're talking about those defining moments. I just don't know. Right. I don't know what my answer is. Right. And that's okay if you don't know. Yeah. But for me, I can tell you that in my life, the reason why I was able to go from here to there was because I made that decision. And how I made that decision was looking back and reflecting on my life. And if you read this passage thoroughly, there are some parts in there that, you know, we didn't highlight as much, but there was a, a portion where it talks about how David reflects on the things that he's done, on how one of them was he mauled as a... No. So he was a shepherd. And this was one of the, the things that he says to King Saul when King Saul's trying to talk him out of it. And he says, hey... When I'm watching the sheep, if a bear or a lion yes, comes down to why. take the to take one of the sheep, I jump on its back, I grab its mouth, I beat it with my club, I kill it, and then I take the sheep out of his yeah. mouth. Yeah. So he's reflecting. It shows there that he's reflecting on the things that were difficult challenges that he faced and how he was able to overcome it. So because he remembered those those past situations, those past trials, you know, that could have been, he could have been defeated easily. Yeah. He could have been taken down immediately, but he wasn't. So because he reminds himself of that, he knows now in the present of this situation that if if I had help there, of course I believe. God helped me then. He's going to help me now. If God brought me through this, exactly through that, through that he'll get he's going to get me through this. that. And, right. and when oh, I took so that time in my life, you know, after going through it, through it, through it, over and over again, you know, the the bad things in my life, the negative stuff, you know, how I made too many wrong decisions. I had come too far. You know, I was too far gone. I couldn't come back. There's no way that God could reach me where I'm at. 
when I ask myself, God, do I believe in you? Do I, do I believe that you are bigger than this? I was able to look back on my life. Man, if I made it through that, I can make it through this. It was because I knew in my life, I knew without a doubt that he was by my side. He may not have been in my heart. I may not have been in his presence, praying, worshiping, reading the Bible, doing all these things that, you know, the Bible says we're supposed to do. I may have been far away, but that doesn't mean that he was not by my side. So even though you may find yourself in a position where you feel without him, he is by you. But it takes that decision out loud to say, God, I choose to believe you. And then he comes inside of our heart, and that is where things begin to change drastically. That's where my life began to change. It, did, it wasn't just the prayers that were prayed over me. It was me choosing it for myself. Yeah. And there has to be a time in your life where you're going to choose it for yourself. We'd love to pray yeah. for you right now. Um, so if you would allow us the, the, yeah, uh, take this the opportunity. opportunity to pray with you. And before I pray, I do want to say this. If right now you are trying to come up with an answer to this question, yeah. and something has kind of been sparked in you as you've listened to us talk, we're here to help. Right. We talk about how we're a family. Guess what? Family's there for you. Yeah. That's what family is. That's what my family is. That's what, what our church family desires to be. So if we can help you walk through this situation, if we can help you, Answer questions. Mm -hmm. We're here. Yeah. Connect with us. Message us on Facebook. Connect with us on YouTube. Join our, our Facebook group. Do what you need to do. Yes. And we're here to help you. Yeah. Let's pray. Jesus, right now we come to you, Lord, and we fully acknowledge that there are difficult questions. Mm -hmm. There are real questions that sometimes, when we're being honest, we struggle with. God, we, we have doubts. God, and I pray, Lord, that right now every person that's listening to the sound of my voice, God, whether yes. they have been walking with you for years or, or this is the first you know, and, and closest thing to, to being in a church that they have ever experienced in their life, God, I pray that you would make yourself real to them. Yes, God, Lord. I pray that you would guide them, that you would speak clearly into their life, God, and you would begin. God, that you would begin to do a special work in their heart. Yes. God, that when they... Get to a point where that question comes to mind. God, as we kind of really spotlighted that question right now, I pray, Lord, God, that you would show them the answer. God, I know what I want their answer to be. God, I know what the answer is for myself. God, but I pray that you would guide them along their journey. God, and you would help them to make that realization that you are real. God, that you are there and that you can be depended on. Yes. God, I thank you for what you're starting. God, I pray that you would do, again, do an incredible work in each one of our hearts. God, we thank you. We praise you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.
I hope you guys enjoyed that message. We really enjoyed being able to put that together and go through this with you guys. I know for us, there was some challenging stuff that we went through as we were reading through that passage. And I just love how God speaks to each one of us individually. But right now, we're gonna go ahead and jump into our tithe and our offering. And if you're here today and you are wanting to give, you're feeling God is putting on your heart to, to give a certain amount or whatever that is, I wanna encourage you go for that because God loves a cheerful giver. He blesses us when we choose to trust in Him with our finances. Man, oh man, I cannot tell you all the blessings that we have had just because we have chosen to give and to trust in Him with that. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray for that. But if you're wanting to do that, um, just go ahead and text the amount that you're gonna to give to 84321, or you can go to our webpage at clcgridley.org and just hit the Give tab. God, I thank you, Lord, for everything that you have blessed us with. I thank you, God, that we are in this together. God, that you, um, you are here now, and I just pray that you would bless every single portion that comes in today, God, for, for this service, Lord. We thank you, God, and we trust in you today. In your name we pray, amen. Well, before you go, right down below, there's a couple of links. There's our kids' ministry. Kids have a blast with that. I mean, they are laughing so hard when they're watching it. It's awesome. And then we also have our Spotify. Click on that. Enter into a time of worship. Man, it is incredible. There's so many songs on there for hours upon hours. So get lost in that. And also, it, you know, if you want to be a part of our Facebook page and join in on that, there's a way to show you how that right below. So don't miss it. We look forward to talking with you next week.